Forgotten Liam versus Evil. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Scott and Liam versus Evil. Um, Did you just start that hello, hello deliberately or was that a kind of Freudian thing? I don't know how deliberate for what. For being a big bigoted Rangers fan that you're. <laughs> no, that's not. I didn't mean that at all. That's obviously not what I meant. No, I think you're double bluffing. Because why? Why did you start at hello, hello? <laughs> it would have been a different syncopated rhythm if that was the if that was the hellos I was meaning. <laughs> and actually, that's one of the songs I don't sing because. Uh, my dad's a Catholic, so I don't sing that one. <laughs> you shouldn't sing any of them. No, I don't. I I don't sing the bigoted ones. I sing like the ones that are like, it's just a football team and they wear the nice colour. <laughs> we are all having fun. <laughs> yeah. Let's all play football. Aye, that's what it should be about. <laughs> I think we, we could actually get out and play football again. Well, we can't. The English can. We're moving forward. We're getting out of lockdown. Uh, I think the English dish. Week started. Uh, people can meet the rule of six. Has started again for them. We've still got the. I think it's just two people, or from next week, maybe four people from two households can meet outside. And people are acting like this is a brilliant, fantastic thing, um, as if they haven't all been doing it every week anyway. Or you know, like I've been next day like fifty people from God knows how many households every time I'm in damn Tesco because it's nobody listens to the rules and it's. Pile of shite. But in terms of official rules, it's getting, you know, we're, we're, it's, it's, we're stepping forward a little, I guess. There's a light at the end of the the COVID tunnel and yeah. we're getting ever closer. Although it could just be the same as usual. I say same as usual, same as that one time where England go out, then they all just start mingling and hugging and winching each other and then it ramps everything back up and we don't end up getting out. We get put straight back into a serious lockdown. Yeah, they totally were because there's a video from like a park somewhere in England, and there was like 500 t- uh, students just all just partying and then fighting. And you're like, do you know what I mean? Like, as soon as the sun comes out, you can't keep people in when the sun's out. It's just impossible, absolutely impossible to do. I honestly just want that to be like secret police, and they just to see if you're. See, at this point now, if you're still out being an actual fanny, like, properly ruining it for Arabdells, then you get shot. No no judge, no jury, just police come in, kick your door in and shoot you. That's it. You should have learned your lesson, you should have behaved in the house yeah. parties. Do you know what? I, I, would, I would somewhat agree with you. I see that, like, a lot of people, have, what I'm noticing online right, is a lot of people seem to not enjoy people who have centrist views. It seems to be like a bad thing, but I think I'm I'm pretty sure I'm centrist because there's some there's some left views that I fully stand by, and there's some right views I fully stand by as well. Uh, because you know, like as much as we all want to be free and easy, we also need some fucking law and order. So I I'm saying I don't I don't care I don't care that I'm centrist. Fuck you. <laughs> so there. <laughs> right, so we start a show. Yeah. Which you've already actually introduced. I was going to say welcome to Scotland vs. Evil, but you've already welcomed everybody. I know, I forgot, I, forgot, Evil. I know, I forgot we've done that, wee, that usual wee, um, intro where we're, we're just 
casually having a conversation and uh, oh by the way you're listening to our episode i forgot we did that but hey you know what so what uh, i don't usually introduce us it's usually you introduce us so what uh, there you go i fucked up my first time big whoop when i find it and yet <laughs> yeah after 130 odd hours you seem to have forgot i know i like to do something and different. also you then brought bigoted the football songs in you've just done this entire thing wrong yeah i don't agree um with the bigoted I believe you brought that up, so. Aye, alright. Anyway, welcome to episode <laughs> 131 of Scott and Liam versus Evil. I'm Liam. And I am Scott. And how are you doing? How's life treating you? Um, it's, it is okay. Um, managing I, to do everything around the house, managing to like, pick up things, managing to... Use tools. I'm having to do the housework, but I'm, it's taking me double the time, uh, and it's a lot harder. But I am powering through because I am a fantastic husband. Um, although, again, it could be argued that the other side of that coin is that I'm having to do things harder because I'm a fucking idiot of a, <laughs> of a husband. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I stand by the fact that I, I am a good. <laughs> so basically. The, the 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 rules I think did change slightly for us. I think you have two people, um, outside. I think is it outside? Uh, are are we not four pe- four people from two households? I think outside. Yeah, I think, I think so. That's so, what we're at just now. So yeah. I uh, the other week there, I nipped over to Celium, uh, in his area of work, and um, told Lauren that I was going to see about hot sauce labels, which. Um, <laughs> wasn't entirely a mistruth because we are in the discussion of, of, of more labels. Um, but, Incidentally, uh, I forgot to print them, <laughs> uh, so I'm glad you brought that up, despite that obviously not being the reason you were all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did uh, pack the uh, the boot with my skateboard because I wanted to have a wee look at the ramp that you've uh, set up and this, the skating that, um, that has been going on for the last year. Um, yeah, and you really have progressed fantastically you were doing some tricks you were on the mini ramp you were back and forth and i was like yeah this is pretty this is pretty tight um stood on my board and thought fuck this is this is uh, this is quite wobbly i've not been on a board for 15 years eventually tightened the trucks and tightened the wheels got a bit more confidence about it and uh, attempted a wee uh, attempted a trick that was way above my ability level slipped and fell on my arse landed on my wrist and uh, broke my arm <laughs> and now i'm off work for three weeks <laughs> And Lorna's is not happy with me. <laughs> I like how you said eventually tightened your trucks as if you were there for any length of time. You were on the board for a grand total of like three minutes thirty eight seconds, uh, and the arm is broken, so it's a fracture. It's a so I went home and I thought it was just uh, stave because I had movement in it, like and I could bend it, bend it at the elbow, and move my fingers. I was like, this is it's fine, it's just a stave. Went to sleep. Um woke up the next morning and it was like a lot sore and I thought fuck I better just nip down to a so I get down there and they sent me minor injuries I get in there and got x-rayed and I had a hairline fracture at the top of the radius bone um, so I can't straighten my arm like I, I can't straighten my arm at all uh, because if you think about it right, so if you imagine the top of your bones that's in your forearm uh, at the top of the, the forearm at the elbow the cartilage holds the bone to the muscle and to the elbow joint Okay. Mm-hmm. And at the bottom, the same thing will be down here at the wrist. So all your thing that works in together. And you imagine straightening your arm fully, right? Well, currently what I'm dealing with is when you straighten it, the cartilage at the top of the arm is pulling the bone upwards. 
cartilage at the bottom of the arm is pulling the bone downwards, and the hairline is, you know, that means that it's pulling apart. So it's pretty horrible. Do you know what it feels like? It feels like in the elbow, because I crack, like, I crack all my joints quite often, and I crack my elbows. So if you imagine if you crack your fingers, and there's a crack that, you know, like it just won't happen, you just can't crack it out, that's what my elbow feels like just now, and even when I put any pressure on it, like twisting it sideways of that, it's, it is still very sore. I also think, because, and Lauren laughed at me when I said this, but I have got a high threshold for pain, and I do have a high threshold for pain. I've got a, as I explained to you, at, uh, when I was over at years, I've got a low anxiety tolerance for pain. I worry about how sore it's going to be, but actually when it happens, it, I can handle quite a lot of pain. So when the woman was like looking at my arm, I was like, right, this is where the pain is. Like when I twist it, it's up here at the top. Everything else is just kind of fine. I don't know where the impact was, so maybe I'll have some bruising at the wrist or something. And now in the last couple of days, I'm thinking, when I wake up in the morning, that's when it's, it's worse. I'm thinking, I think I've maybe broke the bone at the bottom as well as the top. Like, I think they've missed something. So they've just put me in a sling. Nothing else. Told me three to six weeks recovery. <laughs> Stop fucking skiing. <laughs> pretty much did they send you a award for big giant children um, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> like mid 30 year old men skating no well the people in the uh, at the main energies just like when I said I fell off a skateboard they were just like okay and they put it in my permanent notes <laughs> 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 fell off skateboard um, did they put fell off skateboard or can't skateboard no I fell off skateboard <laughs> not I didn't a t- skateboarder I never told them what I was doing as far as they know I was dropping into a fucking Tony Hawk style 6 foot half pipe uh, so um, what's the impact to me it would be your wrist that's broken but at the time I said that to you because your wrist rattled off the ramp yeah uh, I can't say it without la- laughing because it was just you literally said wait I bet you I brakes on and then you did it <laughs> I know I know madness Absolutely, it's like almost like I manifested it, and I need to, I need to figure out how to positively manifest stuff and then negatively manifest stuff. I think you'll never be back to the DIY skate park again. Oh no, I'll be. I'm only out for three to six weeks. Are you got to you got to get on a board again. Yeah. Really? Oh, I so hope that's true. I told everybody that was you. I told them you were you were dead to the skate world now. I mean, like. I was, it's always safer if you are. I mean, aye, if it's, that's, that's the same with everything. Like, I mean, imagine if you have a car crash, you just got to stop driving. I mean, it depends if it's quite a, If I was in the car for fucking three and a half minutes and I, and I broke all my limbs, I probably wouldn't get back in a car anytime soon, aye. <laughs> I, need, I, need to, I need to master the ollie. That's all I want to do. Just one ollie. And I'll do, that'll be me done. Well, just actually practice it first. Don't just come and just try one ollie because you know what's going to happen again. It's hilarious. The thing is, if I just tell Lauren that's where I'm going, then she'll be fine with it. I think, just I guess... It, sorry, I we'll, we'll print more labels. Yeah, uh, let me come back with labels next time so that at least I can say that that's what I was doing. I don't know um, <laughs> I don't know how many times I can be off work with broken bones. I know. That's probably the killer thing. If it wasn't for work, it wouldn't really matter because it's not like it's going to stop you doing anything anyway. But... The whole like actual being an adult and having responsibilities is probably why at this age we shouldn't be skating. But it's only just you so far. Everybody else has actually been quite competent at not remaining fall. intact. Oh, we'll fall. We just don't fold like 
a pack of cards. No, see, the thing <laughs> is, it, was, it was that was totally in the way I fell. It wasn't because I'm a I'm a shite follower. Anyway, let's move. Let's get, let's get this episode <laughs> on the on the go. Anyway, me and the one armed bandit have decided to go back to my pick. Uh, we've not decided that. That's just the way the show goes. That was absolutely. A, that wasn't you know, a good transition. Te- terrible this. segue. That was. That was awful. Terrible. Ad has ever broken arm for that. So I have picked. This is just that. This whole thing is awful. What have I done? <laughs> uh, so it's my pick, uh, and I've decided to go to Amazon Prime and mix it up a bit rather than try to find something that I think Scott might like or that we might find some something good detailed rich storytelling something that's going to make us think it's going to make you guys think rather than all of that I just decided to pick a movie called Caris Hell uh, it's from 2016 and the synopsis is Duke a carousel unicorn or Duke I never know how to pronounce that. Duke or Duke? If you are, it's Duke. If you're us, it's Duke. If you're American, it's Duke. And at, at no point am I American, so it's the same as Mountain Dew. I try to say Mountain Dew rather than Mountain Dew, but it's probably because I say it like Dew rather Jew. than like Jew, Jew. Like Jews, Jewish. Yeah, like Jewish people. It's yeah, it's but that's the thing though. Like just say it how you would say it, Liam. Say it just it sounds like I'm. It. Sounds like I'm drinking the juice of. Uh, Mountain Jewish goblins, Mountain Jew. So I need to say Mountain Dew, but then I sound like I just want to be American, and I don't. So Duke, a carousel unicorn, breaks free of his carnival hell and embarks on a bloody rampage of revenge. On a bloody rampage of revenge on humanity. Well, that synopsis is about as good as the actual film it's directed by Steve Rosinski it stars various folk that you don't know I can't imagine many people have actually sat and watched this uh, was that a first time watch for you? it was 100% a first time watch for me <laughs> was that a last watch for one, you? one and done <laughs> a bit like your ollies <laughs> will we even play this trailer? we probably should I can imagine that. I can imagine it will have I then <laughs> I bet it's quite good I'm going to play it anyway. If it's not right. good, obviously, we'll find that out when I'm editing it and I'll go, actually, that was shit. I probably should have put that in, but at that point, it's in anyway. So, play this trailer and then we'll go straight into the notes. Boy. You're that little brat that pushed me too far. All of that kicking, those sticky hands, that snot, that complete lack of respect. You're going to feel what every spoiled brat should feel. The pain you feel is going to be wonderful. Well, for me at least, it's going to suck for you. Hey, uh, are you a talking carousel horse? prettiest goddamn unicorn in the world. I did know there was a trailer because I watched the trailer first actually before I watched this and you know what? I'm glad you played the trailer because the trailer is the best thing about this entire <laughs> film. Uh, before I watched this, I done. Uh, I think I looked up an IMDb and I found a 
a review from the Stick Doc, uh, who gave it a one-star review. Uh, the review is uh, titled, A Very Horrible, Ugly, Disgusting Horror Film. And the review such as, Hello everybody out there, this is the Stick Doc here, letting everybody know that this horror movie stinks for sure. It is very bad cussing language, X-rated sex scenes, everything horrible except clean horror in it. Take my advice, don't buy this movie, it's disgusting. We technically technically did take his advice yeah. uh, by getting it on Prime where we didn't have to pay for it. Yeah. Oh, there's two options. You can watch it for free on Prime or you can also buy it. So I hope that you didn't buy it. But there's the third option that you can just not watch it at all. No, no, you, you obviously want to watch it as we're going to go into it. It's, it's well worth a watch. I want to know what the stick doc means by clean horror. Like, as much as I agree with his... his uh, um, it is his overall feelings of the film. The fact that he he doesn't want uh, he doesn't like the very bad cussing or the X-rated sex scenes, which by the way isn't he really isn't he any in it. Um, but he wants clean horror. I, what, what would that be? Exactly. I have no idea. Anyway, this movie, going into my notes, is one hundred percent a student film. It has to be. I don't think it is. And it's a low budget film, but no, I don't it's, think it's a it's, film. It's a, like a zero budget film. <laughs> Do you know what? As well, actually, I thought that judging by the, the the way that it's acted, the way that it's shot, and just you know the, the how low budget it actually looks, I thought that the people involved were going to be like you know how it's usually actors are the same as the writers and the directors and the producers, like it's all like a small team and everybody does everything. But in yeah. terms of it, it wasn't the, the all those actors were there on purpose, like paid. They were intentionally there. Yeah, the only person that had a behind-the-scenes uh, gig and on-the-scenes was the guy who plays like the serial killer at the party, the axe murderer, who shows up and has like one line. Um, he's the guy that did the special effects. Everybody else oh, yeah. behind the scenes is all behind the scenes, which kind of take which means if it's not a student film, it's just a it's just a really shite film. I'm sorry to have given given away how I feel about this movie <laughs> right right early doors <laughs> right at the gate. <laughs> Oh. No, fuck I know it's just this, this was pish it's, do you know what it's like as it begins the dialogue right it's like there's three characters in the first scene and it's in this in the house the the daughter the son and the mum and it's like the dialogue has been clearly written by the same person there's no discernible difference between the characters just every single person is, is a horrible person and that's that's a mix of the weak acting and the really really bad script uh, it's almost like it's meant to be a piss take now obviously as you watch through it, it is meant to have like a lot of comedy element to it, but I mean, it's just how how serious can you do a film that's about a killer carousel unicorn? Though it's I, always not... going to have to be a piss take. But the dialogue is terrible, and the girl playing the daughter is about the same age as the mum. Yeah. So it's terrible casting right off the bat. But it's... they keep lighting the daughter's face with this pure bright white light. I think it's to make her look a bit younger, but it just looks like she's been interrogated throughout the entire film. <laughs> uh, my next note is, uh, this is so shite. The amount of shite <laughs> is going so fast, I don't have time to note it all down. <laughs> <laughs> um, then there's this, the beginning, they're like, she calls the wee brother Lunchbox, like that's his nickname throughout this whole thing. And it's because he collects like horror lunchboxes. And I'm like, the creators clearly just wanted to show off their own lunchbox collection. That's the only reason <laughs> Abbey Boy's called Lunchbox, and he's got he collects lunchboxes because there's no 
There's no other need for that. I thought it was a... Like they just stole it for Jay and Silent Bob. Because Jay always refers to Silent Bob or at times as Lunchbox. So I thought, right, it's obviously maybe a wee nod to that. And then they just kept doing it and kept doing it. And I was like, right, this character is actually just called Lunchbox. That's just stupid now. It may have However, actually it may have been a nod because there was there was nods to other movies throughout the whole thing. I don't it see by the end of the film I don't know if there are as much nods as they are just that they have stolen the ideas from all these films because they don't have much of their own apart from the main concept of killer carousel unicorn because mm. I don't think that's been done before <laughs> and also Caris Hell is a fucking excellent title well that's, that's, clear, what done that's well. clearly what they've, that's the first idea isn't it this has been like a drunken or stoned night and they're at Caris Hell and they're like oh, alright how do we do how do we do this <laughs> That's what's happened. That's clearly what's happened. You, you can picture, imagine us sitting, like, skating. Obviously, you lying on the floor, broken in four bits, but we're just sitting there, maybe we had a drink, and we're having a laugh, and somebody goes, I've got a movie. It's a carousel unicorn, and we would call it Caris Hell. You'd be like, that is, that is just downright genius. You deserve a Nobel Prize for that. Let's go and make it right now. We've come up with movies. They've got shitter titles and that, and we've thought they sound excellent. Yeah. So I, I fully get how this movie's happened. I mean, when they started making it, they should probably rend it back a wee bit and <laughs> went, actually, that this was a way better idea on paper than this. <laughs> but, but the time you've rented the house and you've got all the actors in, you don't really have a choice. You need to see it through. <laughs> so how are you going to actually do the unicorn? Probably just quite bad Photoshop. Mm, <laughs> no, no, I think we might need to stop there now. <laughs> There's so they they go. The premise is that the the mum is working at like a, a Hooters strip joint kind of place. It's very badly. She finally came. She finally came out of the room like she was a prostitute. Like she just yeah. disappeared and came out in like a bra and was like, "Right, I'm going to work." Like, so is the mum a hooker? Is she not a yeah. hooker? Aye, and there's and there's really really bad dialogue between the mum and the daughter and the son. Like about this, like it's really just weakly written, terribly, terribly written uh, situation. But because she's now having to work all day, the daughter who doesn't come off her phone and hashtags everything, and she says the hashtags, which is so annoying. Um, she is a uh, she's having to babysit the brother, and she's like, "I've got this super awesome party to go to tonight," and then she's like, "Well, oh, you need to look after your brother," so she's like, makes up, you know. Well, okay, if I take you to the, the fairground today, then you'll come to the party with me and not moan. Some shite along those lines. Uh, so they go to this fairground, which is, again, I think just a, I think it was a fucking abandoned place because it was there was nothing in it except this a clown and a, a carousel. Because on the carousel, there is no need for that wee fat bastard to be shite to that unicorn as he was, biting bogeys on him and that and just slapping him. I'm like I'm with I'm on Duke's side at the moment. The uh, but the sister right the sister, so they get into the, the theme park for free because the sister's boyfriend works at the theme park and she goes and meets him and so she's like I love you in this uniform I'm like what you mean he's fucking high vis and whistle like <laughs> he's nowhere in a uniform he's got a, he's got a, a luminous yellow vest on. I think she is meant to be again way younger than she is though so. Could that be quite childish dialogue that you're like, oh, worker boy, oh, I like, I like it in your uniform. If you were like in third year at high school, it just doesn't, See, it doesn't go maybe. well because she's like fucking 34. 
Yeah, and it's look, all these characters are not. I I think you're right because all these characters don't match like the, the behaviors, and they don't act them well enough to be able to pull them off. And I think you're right, yeah, because it's very very childish when like she she takes him at the car to shag him and. He's like, oh, I've only got whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like really shit, shit dialogue, like awful dialogue. What, what, see, before they got on the carousel, the sister shouts to the wee boy, hurry up and ride it already. That's why we're here. It's like, is that really why you're there? Has anyone ever went to a park just to ride the carousel? Like yeah. At that age where she is clearly older, even the wee boy looks like, what, 12 or 13? Yeah. He's still too old to ride a carousel. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a bit in it, like he talks to the clown. Uh, oh no, tell lies. Sorry. So no, we've, so we get the, the the unicorns moving, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, actually, moving. We're, we're in danger. We're in danger of trying to find or trying to talk about how stupid a movie is about a killer carousel unicorn when obviously at no point is it going to come across like Schindler's List. It's not going to be a serious film. <laughs> no, so but we could, need to just it, put that out of our head that is meant to be daft. Yeah, but there's daft movies that are done so much better, and that's yeah. that's the bar that we're, we're comparing it against. Yeah. Uh, so the, the unicorn doesn't move. It's like a, a, a static fiberglass unicorn that somebody's <laughs> holding the back of it, and they're just swinging it in front of the camera, and then there's a voiceover like for the voice. And to be fair, the voiceover's probably the best thing about the whole movie. That's because I think they took it for the PC game Postal. The voice doesn't look like it's actually been done for this movie. It just looks like the sound bites from, <laughs> from from something else. It doesn't fit at all, but it is definitely the best part. Mm-hmm. There's so he goes up and starts talking to the clown, and the clown's like smoking a joint or something. And the clown says to him, well, "What the fuck are you doing here? You're just a ride." I'm thinking they missed the trick. Maybe they didn't have the money, but they could have just put in the music. Uh, just a ride, it's just a ride. That song. It's just a ride. Just a ride. But then he just stabs the clown by his unicorn uh, horn. horn. Uh, you know, it was, it was alright. You know what happens then, obviously, that's it. Now you know that's how the unicorn's going to kill. Things practically it doesn't work because we've seen it move, but it just floats. I mean, you, so I mean, you if you think thrust, that, if you think that he's going to, I know he floats. I know that he fucking floats. It's like when uh, the ca- cartoon carousels come off in Mary Poppins and they're just floating. Like he doesn't even take the stick with him. How does he get off the stick? That's a point, actually. Oh no, the stick, the stick is there, is it? No, mm, I don't know. When Not long enough. Eh. <laughs> Yeah, but you would think like he was just going to. St- but is that that's not how he kills everybody, is it? Stabbing his unicorn horn. Uh, until the, close to the end, yeah, pretty much everybody's just getting impaled. Uh, oh no! <laughs> no there's a couple. Also, oh, why are they not called uni unic horns? That's way better. A unicorn, because they well, have a horn. Yeah, but unics are completely different things. If it's spelt that way, not spelt this way, which I don't think is a thing. Eunuch horn says what it does in the tin. Hmm. Not as good a title as Caris Hell. If they'd called it Unicorn, probably wouldn't have watched it. No. 
Nice, nice. No more to say. It's kind of shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've written here that the uh, practical effects and the clown kill were good. They put a lot of time into that part, so I'm for it. I believe that his guts ripped open or something, and his like intestines and all that fell out. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. So uh, so you could see that the, the the most amount of money or certainly the most talented people within the whole uh, setup here are the practical effects guys. At this point. <laughs> At this point, yeah. So then after that, he goes and finds the the boyfriend, and he just kills him with a machete. Hits him in the back of the head, and he says something like, uh, "Now you can be security in hell." <laughs> I thought he was going to make a point to saying like a uh, like a shite catchphrase all the way through. Uh, which which does. We'll get yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get that. <laughs> then we meet the the cowboy, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, he's got this big stupid mascot head on. I'm like, see if this mascot keeps his mascot head on throughout. I am not fucking for it because they've just they've not even dubbed. So they've managed. They clearly can do dubbing sounds because they've dubbed the unicorn's voice throughout the whole movie and fit it in with people reacting to it. But the cowboy is actually speaking these lines inside this big stupid foam head, and it's so obvious that that's what's happening. You couldn't have just like you know put a microphone inside his helmet or something like uh, it pretty much everything he says is unlistenable unless yeah. you've got subtitles in yeah and he's like an over the top cartoon cowboy that's like like why are you why are you still acting like this just take the fucking helmet off and just be a normal person even if you are like turns out you're part of like knowing about this unicorn but just uh, uh. He's obviously Disney would snap him up because he has earned his paycheck there. He never ever breaks character. Why a big foam headed cowboy mascot is then the unicorn hunter is lunacy. Madness doesn't make sense at all as to why this guy would just be at the park being a cowboy to keep an eye on the unicorn. But I actually quite like that. <laughs> if his dialogue, if his dialogue was put in better, like you say, I think that could have worked. If you could actually understand what he was saying, then it's quite funny to just imagine that that's why this cowboy mascot's there. Is there a guy in the costume, or is just in this surreal world? Is that actually the unicorn hunter, and that's how he is? Is that his head? Is there actually flesh and blood and muscle and stuff underneath, like? that foamy skin yeah that could be something that they could explore that I think would be quite good but just making it where this is a guy in a costume and you're not going to be able to hear a fucking word he's saying kind of ruined it a wee bit yeah yep um we have weak dialogue once again between the uh, air quotes siblings when uh, she's like uh, when dad comes back and the wee boy's like dad's not coming back don't say that dad's on important business. You're like, again, she's too old to be believing that her dad's not just ran out on them. And to be honest, if if you were my kids and that was my ex-wife, I would have ran out on you as well. Um, we then cut to like a park, like a fucking open field with two people on a date. And she's like, oh, Clark, this is so romantic. I'm always sitting out in like fucking blue light and what looks like a freezing night in the middle of a field. He's just sitting there having a shite picnic. I'm like, and then like a part, and then you just look in front of them, and she's like, "Oh my god, you you bought me a a, a carousel unicorn from a from a birthday or for an anniversary." And he's like, "Yeah, of course I did." I'm like, 
Why? Why would that even be the case? Like, see, if I was sitting in the park and if Lauren was sitting in the park as well, we'd look over and if something was like 20 feet away from us and that, you know, like clearly wasn't brought to the park by the two of us going to the park together, she wouldn't say, oh, did you get that for me? She'd be like, none. Because you wouldn't even acknowledge that it was there. You would just get on with what you were doing. Freezing your ass off. Mainly. If me and Lena were sitting in a park, she would fully believe that I'd bought the carousel unicorn. Ah, you, because you, why? you would. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why why that would be a good gift or a, a gift that MD would have chosen again it beggars belief but I, I I could understand me looking up and I would fully take credit for it as well I, I quite like that that he just went yep yeah but yeah I did what I, why I actually like points the, for me this is where the uh, the writing does have glimmers of, of hope in it when he goes over and then the unicorn speaks and says something to him like yeah fuck off you're a dick or something stupid like that he's like he just totally like freaks out and just says to her, we need to go, we need to leave right now. There's no fanning about, there's no, hey, look, this unicorn's talking. Nothing daft, just we need to get here. Like, this is not, this is not normal, this is weird, this is not right, let's go. And he's just running away. <laughs> he's running away. <laughs> he's running away and Duke throws, Duke throws ninja stars at him. <laughs> the true weapon of the fairground unicorn, Chinese throwing stars. <laughs> and I don't know, he's obviously, where does he kept them? Who knows? Where did he throw them from? Who knows? Because he's still in the same position. The guy just falls over and he's got four or five ninja stars on his back. Oh. And then... Do you think Do you think you would have liked it a bit more if the unicorn was CGI or at least flexible to the point that you could watch it and go, watching this, I can understand how he could kill. I can understand how he can move about. Whereas obviously because they have just took a fucking ceramic or whatever that is, unicorn, and moved that about, your suspension of disbelief is totally gone because there's no way this unicorn can actually move. Do you think if they did it a different way, it would have changed the movie for you, or do you think it's kind of, it died in its ass from concept? I think, um, do you know what, as, as the movie goes on, and um, with other movies I've watched recently, with similar inanimate objects being killers, I think that the way they've done it's actually not too bad. I, I don't hold it against them as the movie goes on. They've they've been creative in ways. There is some scenes where there is a wee bit of movement in different camera angles and stuff to to make it work. And it and it does and it lands more on the realm of like ridiculous comedy horror than than uh, taking anything seriously whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if we watched it together, drinking a night out, a night in, it would. You probably have a lot of time for it. I think there's, there, you've got a lot of time for parts of it. There's glimmers of, of, of gold in this, but it's 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 like very very small nuggets in a big massive pile of shite. So you need to, <laughs> you need to really dig for the, for those gold nuggets, man. But they're worth it when you find them. Which one of them is is coming up after the ninja stars? He then uh, garrots the the girl who's in the picnic and like kind of cuts her head off. And then he turns and he says, uh, which again is good graphics, good practical effects. And then he says, now you can have a picnic in hell. <laughs> and then he, says, he goes, oh, I need, I need a new catchphrase. And it's like, it's quite funny. I thought, see if he kept going with that. Like he kept doing it where just it's a line and then he finishes with in hell. That would be a cracking running gag. If you just do it to the full film. I think doing it two but... or three times and acknowledging that he's done it, I think was, I, I prefer it that way, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that he's acknowledging it. I think if he if he overdone it, I think he, it would be like, nah, this is 
me personally, I think I would get annoyed about it. Yeah, I suppose. Um, right, this is where this is where the movie drags in a in a in a movie that's sixty seven minutes long about a fucking carousel <laughs> unicorn murdering people. This movie has a lot of fucking downtime, and here it's about to start. We go to the party, this party the sister was looking forward to going to. And my note here is, fuck is wrong with this party, man? Fake French folk. There's four, yeah? <laughs> four people and uh, Mardi Gras titty beads. <laughs> I, don't even know if I, I don't even know if I got the uh, fucking, that part in. But yeah, the Mardi Gras titty beads is a very weird, weird scene. Like, is that the only person <laughs> they could have got to flash? And no offence to the girl who does flash, like... You know, there's 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 all different shapes and sizes of of um, you know, and <laughs> they've, some are. Some they've l- literally just asked a pal who wants to get their tits out, and she's went, "I'll do it." Right, come on, you come in for this one scene, lift your top up, and then fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> like give me give me the beads back. Actually, you know what? That was the that wasn't <laughs> worth it. Um, the so I so they're fake French folk. They're going on about bronies, which is like the My Little Pony guys would love My Little Pony, which is weird as fuck. You're like, that's no kid on. Like, that's that's the fucking register stuff that is. Um, did you ever have a My Little Pony? No. Did you? I did. That's like fucking four. Yeah. I used to play that and Polly in my pocket all the time. And not even just because I had a wee sister, because I was playing with that before she was even born. I used to love Wassy Toys. Do you know Obviously now, do you know what? That's fine. You can. My wee sister, when she was actually born, she got a kitchen, and me and my big brother played more with the kitchen than any of our own toys at Christmas. I fucking love. I it. mean, the toys for girls were way better. I know. I mean, I'm no disputing that at all, and I think kids should be like can choose to, uh, you know, play whatever toys they want. But bronies are not kids. Bronies are adult men who love My Little Pony. And maybe they just really enjoyed it back then. I mean, the one I had had a pink. Magician's hat sticking half out of his house, and there was this wee sparkly rabbit in it, and that's what it would come out. And I fucking loved that pony. See, if I didn't have a lot of other things in life, I could easy see myself getting right into my little pony. Maybe just for the nostalgia, maybe something happened mm. in their childhood, and when they go back through all the shit, the happiest time was sitting with a wee magician, my little pony, taking the rabbit in and out of the hat. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I personally don't understand that. So, um, also, if you want to really hate in this movie, which they do quite a few times, they they don't they they the, the lassies on Twitter all the time, but they call it Chirper, and that's obviously a legal name. But just we know what you're on. We know what social media is just fucking. Just, just use it. Don't say, you know what I mean. Don't like say, oh, I'm gonna log on to Chipper right now and tweet and and chirp this. I'm like, gonna fuck off. Gonna fuck off with your shite right. Please, 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 just fuck off with your shite right writing and shite dialogue. Please. I think she has all the worst lines, but I don't know if it is if it is that just her character has the worst lines, or if it's maybe because. She's just not believable in that role, and she is annoying. That the lines grate on you more than they would if it was another character. It's the the, the entire family: the mum, the daughter, and the son. All have are really terrible. Like the three of them are the worst people in this entire movie. Who you know the ones that got a lot of like lines and screen time. 
other people at the party are not not as bad. There is some some talent in some of the acting, uh, which we'll get to. But yeah, the three of them are fucking awful. Um, there's a scene outside the party where I think it's just uh, Duke turns up to the party and he's ready to go in and like kill everybody. And I think just some guy just turns up behind him, and just like, are you a, are you a are you a unicorn? Are you a carousel unicorn? And he just like you know the way horses do, kicks backwards and just kicks the guy's head off. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks brilliant. Oh, like that's so, the, the, like it was a great technique. They they really do have some practical effects skills here. Uh, the writing and the acting, as I say, the million times let them down. But to get the best, uh, to get the best out of that group is probably the most. Ex- no, sorry, I try to read my writing. Uh, understand what I mean? <laughs> to get the best in in that group, you know, of actors, that's probably where the most expensive comes from. To get good actors, you need to pay more. Whereas people who are practical effects in a movie like this are probably like like a like a, a hobby wanting to like turn into like a like a like a real you know what I mean progress into like a proper proper job. I'm assuming I, I I'm guessing like there was a budget and they paid the guy, but you probably find more so that that something at this level would be that the guy want to show off his skills than you know like actors like who are actually good would be like no you mm. you need to pay me if you make me be in this shite movie I won't be paid. Um, well, they see the pizza guy is actually the director. See, that's what I was expecting, but I didn't notice the names being the same because when the pizza guy comes in, I was like, the pizza guy is actually the best actor in the whole movie. See, at first he really grated on me. Like all his dialogue, everything was just it was over the top. Like you could tell he was the the comic relief in a movie that is mainly comic relief. So it was then trying too hard. Yeah. To me, it was like we get we get you're all going to make jokes, but why are you really trying to hammer at home that you're the funny one? Just let the unicorn be the funny one. Yeah. And let everybody see if everybody else acted serious rather than like you say the fucking weird French incest twins, the the lassie that loves the the ponies, rather than make them all exaggerated characters if everybody played this straight faced if everybody played this normal this is a killer unicorn coming to a party with normal people and ripping their throats out again I think that would have worked way better than right let's everybody be a shining star like you be this cat over the top character and you be this over the top funny guy there's then too much happening and you're forgetting the whole concept of the film is there's a unicorn with funny one-liners just kicking heads off. Yeah. I, put, I, I, wish they, I wish they had done that. I wish they had just reined back the the exaggerated characters everywhere else. Yeah, because, like, because they really, really are as well. Like um, That whole scene with the pizza guy when he turns up and he's wanting to get paid and she decides to try and start hitting on him for whatever reason and he's just he's getting like sexually harassed but he's... The, the weak writing is that he's not getting it and everything she says is trying to be sexy he like manages to flip it to like how much he loves his job as the pizza delivery guy and some shite patter and, and it's you uh, want some pizza with my penis on it yeah I, yeah I know oh that's against health regulations like fuck off fuck off fuck off fuck off especially like later on in the movie when he's like then magically gets like he's he's then able to understand what hitting on is and that he you know what I mean that she gets that she wants to have sex with him. You're like this just none of, that that people that person does not exist. These characters do not exist. 
it annoys me as well that when she turned up to the party, she's like, I need to get really, really drunk, and then she's just nursing the same corona in multiple scenes. <laughs> to be fair, that probably is really drunk at a party with four people in tip beads. Aye. Fucking <laughs> Americans. Um... See, right, so I've the next note is uh, um, this whole party, never have I ever hashtag brony shit is really testing my patience. <laughs> Which is it's, good in a 60 odd minute movie. Oh man, there's way, way too long between kills. This goes on for a long time. This whole shite, and it's again, it's like, the, again, they're trying to be, they're trying to have comedy in it that just doesn't doesn't work. They think it's funny and they probably thought it was funny at the time, which is probably when you think about the big studio movies when they've got a proper writer's room and they're knocking back and forth what's funny, which can be a positive, but also then can be a negative because when you see massive movies that make terrible choices, you think, what was that writer's room like? And it's obviously be people who think they know best and are blinded by their own ideas. I think this group were blinded by their own ideas. I think that they thought they had gold I don't know if they thought they'd gold actually if they just wanted to finish it. Uh, it's probably quite hard because if the director's there acting with you and directing it, you can't really, if you're just the actor, you can't be like, listen, by the way, the dialogue here is terrible. This is, I would never say this. Maybe that guy was actually like, right, no, you, you follow the script, don't try and ad lib, don't try and go off on your own. Yeah. Whereas you'd think they would. It would maybe be more natural if they all were themselves a bit more and maybe could be funny rather than reading, like you said earlier, the the script that's been written by one guy or one person because the dialogue for every character could be read out by one person. Yeah. There's no personality coming out of the jokes and stuff. Yep. It's all in, it's all interchangeable between characters. Yep. Um Right, so the unicorn turns up at the party and they bring it in, and then they've got a montage of them like having a fucking mental party. And then they say, and then the brony guy, the guy wearing two polo shirts, he's like, like he's like, I'm going to take it to my room. And then two of them can't carry it, like it's it's like a fiberglass shell, right? But obviously you had to assume that it's maybe heavier because it's it's alive and killing people but two of them can't carry it but at the party montage literally one scene ago Polo Shirts was lifting it above his head on his own <laughs> so there's no continuity no. in Carousel <laughs> we were um... alright no right, where are we alright so they put it up in the room and then Polo Shirts his girlfriend uh, she's like a I don't know, what do you call it when a girl likes my little pony? A grony? Yeah, I would just assume just a my little pony fan. Right. So she's in like unicorns and stuff <laughs> as well. And uh she goes in the bedroom where the uh the, the where Duke is and she's gonna fuck that unicorn horn man. And what they do is they've lit the room blue and red, you know, like blue and red lights, and it just goes to show you that it's not just the lighting that I like. The movie actually has to be good as well, <laughs> because that <laughs> was just fucking shite. <laughs> I don't understand why the unicorn didn't take his horn off, replace it with a vibrator, and then fuck her. They've missed a total beat there. The unicorn wasn't just fucking her with 
a dildo horn. You think like the, the stick doc would have really been raging if that was the case because he thought the scene was X-rated enough as it was. <laughs> but the if I because that that is the series thought I suppose there was there was tits yeah so it is X-rated aye. he's not wrong aye. but it'd been way better if there had been proper horn vibrator penetration so, and I gave it five stars so so yeah so when she goes into the room to have sex with the unicorn you get outside then you've got weird comedy kissing like with the the two the brother and sister the French ones and it's like you know when like a couple kiss but it's like again people don't kiss like this it's like like licking like noses and all that it's like that's just not, that's not real that's not what people do um there's just like no point also, to it would you would you be would you be friends with them would you really invite the french brown sister to a party see if they're known incest see, even aside for the incest even aside for the incest they're fucking dickheads Aye. They're just horrible to the host of the, the party the whole way through. Like they're just like, oh, your food and drink here is disgusting. They're like, you know what? Fuck off. Fuck off. You know, go and buy your own food. Go and get your baguettes or whatever you might eat. Thanks. <laughs> Poutine, because of the French Canadian, that was again one of the jokes. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like that one actually did land. <laughs> so after after the unicorn had sex with the with the girl. He then kicks fuck at her with his hooves. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's done yeah. well. That, I like that. So, so somebody's got like two hooves and he's just like using them to punch her and she's turning all <laughs> colours of black and blue. Um, and then here's one of the, this is another bean nugget of gold. After he's kicked fuck at the last eight, he goes to leave the bedroom and he gets to the door and he goes, shit, how do I open this? Because <laughs> he's not, he can't he's not <laughs> any fingers so he can't open the door. Ha ha ha, that's funny. But then that doesn't make sense because how did they throw throne stars earlier on? If he can't open the handle, yeah. he can't throw throne stars. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I need continuity in my inanimate object killings. Yes, yeah. needs to be some consistency here. Um, so it was about this point in the movie that deciding on the uh, the acting skills, I have written that I think two polo shirts and pizza guy are the creators of this movie. That's why I was looking for their names at the end. I didn't realise that pizza guy was actually the, the director, but I was looking for names um, mm. to match up. But that's that makes sense if he's the director. Um, I also at this point was watching it with Lauren, and she felt that uh, two polo shirts is channeling Marv from Home Alone, uh, Home Alone Two, throughout his screaming scenes. Because you know when Marv gets electrocuted. It was like mm-hmm. it was very high pitched and very over the top. It felt like he was he was you know getting that. And I said to her, you know what? I also got a lot of Home Alone vibes from the pizza guy waiting at the bottom of the stairs. You know, at the start of Home Alone. And yeah. so I thought maybe maybe there's some kind of you know inspiration from you know the, all the people in the house and where scenes take place in some in some way or other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I forgot that scene. <laughs> So now, so now, so now, Duke has found a bone arrow from somewhere, <laughs> and he just starts bone arrowing everybody. But then he goes to bone arrow the jock, and the jock just punches the arrow out there. <laughs> but then, uh, but then he punches the jock's face right in, and it's a, again a practical effect where the the guy's face gets mashed in, and it's decent, you know, it's like it's decent. Mm-hmm. Um. So we've, we've almost run out of characters. Duke's like powering through the party. We've got basically we've got the the pizza guy, the sister, and the wee boy still 
kicking about. If I was, I mean, at this point, if I was the pizza guy, I would have left them fuck ages ago. I'd have just paid the pizzas myself, even if I did have to, you know, buy cancer treatment from my dog. I'd be like, I'm not, I'm not staying here. I mean, even just to stay there for five minutes longer than I'm supposed to. Uh, to be fair, you drop the pizza off, and if they're not going to pay for it, you take the pizza back. You don't then just hang about in the party. But see the you said this dragged in. See the the dog cancer story. Was there any need for that at all? Like you know, in movies, don't kill a dog. People get upset at that. In a movie that's meant to be so light-hearted and stupid, I think then doing this story where the guy's just trying to save money to save his dog that's got cancer. It's like, well, why did you? That's heavy. Why did you go heavy? Yeah. It just doesn't work. It's as if they're throwing everything in a big soup pot and seeing what kind of sticks and that's one of the things that I just thought there's no need for that story like you could literally be saving money for anything else dog cancer isn't in the same vein as big novelty cowboy hunting down killer unicorn yeah and I think this is one of the things as well in these types of movies like it's it's people like when they're writing it people are they're really reluctant to delete what they've created, and it's and it's mm-hmm. it's one of the hardest things when you're creating something to get ready parts of it. Because if you've if you've written paragraphs or pages, if you've painted a picture and you know there's like half of it needs to be deleted and changed, it's it's really hard to get rid of your work. Do you know what I mean? So that's probably why, like in terms of this movie, thinking that that they've not had massive involvement, certainly no studio involvement, that they've wrote it, so they just feel like they need to stick with it. Almost rather than mm-hmm. get rid of it, where they should have got rid yeah. of it. But maybe they were trying to fill time though, because it's it's only sixty-seven minutes long. However, it feels way longer than sixty-seven minutes. Yeah, you probably could have skipped a lot of this party stuff. But then, would you have watched it if you went Caris Hell and it's forty odd minutes long? You'd probably be like, no, what, fuck it. What is the actual stipulation for a feature length movie though? Is it's like how long is it? Be is it like an hour or is it? What I would just say an hour. The, the, there is a, there is an official there is an official um time frame of what what becomes a what's a what's a feature what's an epic. Scott, see when you're going to ask a question like that in an episode, no, fucking no do the answer. So then go, uh, this is, by the way, the answer to this, rather than just ask it. Well, I'll tell you what, do you, know, do you know why Epic started getting made more often? You know, like Lawrence of Arabia and things like that, like they were three years long? No. Because TVs were becoming more commonplace and movies were getting shown and TV shows were getting shown in the house. So people were watching 30-minute episodes, people were watching movies that were getting onto TV so the cinemas were giving you something extra to go to the, the movie for so they were getting big fucking super long three year movies which is actually harder because the last thing you want to do is be in a cinema for like three and a half or four hours I know because it hurts like fuck man. yeah people were smaller back then though so they fitted in the chairs easier <laughs> um <laughs> right uh, right so they try and escape the, the three of them three main guys that are left, they try and escape, they jump out of the car and th- at some point Duke has stolen the spark plug from this van that he didn't know was theirs. I think it's the pizza guy's van. So how the fuck did, you know, that was the one they were going to get in. Eh? Um, and then the, what does she do? She sprays it with pepper spray and it works and then they run back into the house and then they need to seal the, the, the unicorn that has no eyes. Yeah. <laughs> 
gets papers. But the, again, that's that it is written in it. Like they they acknowledge the fact. Like I can't believe that worked. You know, and you're like, okay, right, <laughs> fair enough. Um, they get into the house and they're sealing up and they're they're locking all the windows and doors and barring things up. But the sealing the house scene is not funny. And I'm trying to think what is not funny about it. And I think they do daft things like bar the fridge and like seal up like cupboards inside the house that are clearly not. You know what I mean, the bathroom cupboard they seal up the toilet seat and all that kind of nonsense. You're like, it's not funny. It's not funny. Yeah. Like sealed house properly, and then the wee fucking fat kid is just left the front door open, and they're like, "That was the only door you were supposed to do." And he's like, "Oh, I was hungry. I was eating the pizza out the bin." I'm like, "Cough! I hate this fat kid. I hate this movie." <laughs> oh, I need to my phone. I my don't rage get is why they have. Right, so I don't get why they have made the wee brother just such a wee knob. Like, why is he eating cheese? And pizza out the bin. I know. Why does he just want to go and ride a carousel? Why does he then want to wipe his nose on it? Like, it's fucking weird. Is it just but though, because obviously, to then kill a child, you need to really, really make the audience hate the child. So is it just setting up that potentially this little boy could die at the end and you're not going to be upset, you're not going to feel bad about it because he's been a wee moron the whole time? Part of his t-shirt... The cat pizza t-shirt is excellent, and I wish I had one. Actually, I actually wish I had seven. Were they not? They were like they were like the, keep they were like the the big thing for a while, though. Were they not like meme t-shirts? Those cat and space well, t-shirts. Well, nobody's ever bought me one, so. Hmm. Well, you know what you're getting for your birthday. <laughs> yeah, good. Make it an extra large, just so I can like just wear it all nice and baggy and then show off. Really, yeah, I'm quite adamant that I want one. I might actually go on Amazon like, right after we record this and buy one. Um, the cowboy. The cowboy has arrived. Is, is in a party and he's introduced himself now. So the cowboy actually has a name. Do you remember it? No. That's no way to talk to a cowboy, especially one this cool. His name is Cowboy Cool. Uh, at that point you would have just put the script in the bin and just left it just thought nah fuck it I've, I've seriously ran out of ideas yep back to your office cowboy job cowboy cool wow the so the uh, no how the fuck wait a minute so there was a reason the door was open or was it the cowboy that got into the open door Fuck knows. The cowboy then comes into the open door. So yeah. there's a chap at the, the front door. The wee boy runs up to it. And he, and he blocks his hands all over it and then looks through the people. Now, I say he blocks his hands all over it because what he's doing is pretending there's a people there. There's no people on the door. They've, he's run up to the door, put his hands around to pretending there's a people so that we can't see that there's no people on that door. But you can see before he reaches the door that there's no fucking people on that door. Go to a house. <laughs> it's a close-up street shot of the door. We don't know what the fucking door looks like because we're not interested because the movie's been so shite this far. Just find a house that's got a fucking peephole and film that small scene there. The neighbours probably got one. You don't need to do it other than that. Just go and fucking do that properly. That's all you need to do. Jesus. You do it even worse. You don't need to do that. You could literally put a wee black sticker on it. Yeah. Into the, the audience's eye as a peephole. That's exactly. <laughs> fucking waste of space, man. What annoys me, right? This is this is one of these. This is a cheap uh, joke, and it's these kind of jokes that I really don't like. He looks through the the non-existent people. So uh, technically, in this story, there is one. He looks at the people and sees the unicorn in a hat 
holding pizzas and he says, oh, it's a pizza guy. And he opens the door. <laughs> the wee fat fucking idiot can't tell the difference between an actual person or the unicorn that's been trying to kill them for the last fucking 54 minutes. <laughs> oh. I'm not going to lie, the more we talk about this, the more I like this <laughs> so, so for some reason, Pizza Guy then thinks that he has got a saviour complex because the last year he was actually trying to shag him when he turned up at the, 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 uh, the party. He now seems to care about her family for some reason. And he gets in the way of the wee fat prick and the, the unicorn <laughs> who knocks him to the ground and starts to try and kill him with a pizza cutter. The pizza cutter death is almost funny, but it goes on way too long. And that the narrative of how long it takes like the actual dialogue of this has taken way too long is just not funny. However, realistically, this is when the cowboy should have shot the unicorn when it's distracted yeah. by the pizza cutter. I think the the pizza cutter death is just as drawn out and protracted because it's the director and obviously he's thought, right, this is this is my time to shine. And it's just went on and on and on. Kinda like this movie. For 62 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So the... Right. So there's then a part where the cowboy's walking through the living room and the unicorn's in the corner with a lampshade in its head. <laughs> and that's actually kind of funny. I did laugh at that part. <laughs> and this is what I've got a note here. They've tried to drop in references throughout this movie right, of different films, which is fine, but it's not clever enough to make to base your whole movie on. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even write down what the references were other than feeling that there was like nods to Home Alone I don't I don't know what other references there was but I'm assuming they were they were right there I don't, I don't know any off the top of my head but I, there are, there's there's a few mentions of different things where you thought right okay I get it he's like this these kind of films yeah um, so the sister's character again it's just not believable she runs outside and she's still on her phone and she's like hashtag worst party ever and I'm like why the fuck is it the party's fault that a killer has murdered all your pals take away from the fact that it's like an unrealistic killer just imagine that like somebody just broke in and axe murdered all your pals which apparently according to the script somebody was in the party was going to axe murder them all before the unicorn killed him so why would it be the party's fault that this happened it's just shite shite pattern just really really <laughs> shite pattern However, another bee nugget of gold. The unicorn has now developed laser eyes from somewhere and he uh, kills his sister to a, a raucous round of applause from me. Uh, but he is a very <laughs> practical effect and it's very good. It's like, like dehydrates her and sucks her and like makes all her skin fall off and it's like, you know, like the Raiders of the Lost Ark melting face kind of stuff. And it's, uh, it's actually alright. Mm-hmm. Didn't mind it. However, going into like a dry mummy, and then when the body fell over, the face smashed like a like a white porcelain like skull underneath it. So, the, what you were showing me two minutes ago to then what fell on the ground looked completely different. However, I'll, yeah. I'll let you off, and uh, the the uh, the effect was actually pretty good. The cowboy now shoots the unicorn with his magic magic gun and then you get rainbow blood coming out which is alright I quite like it I like that the cowboy swaggers about like a big mascot cowboy yeah. the entire time like his walk is actually quite funny 
I do like that character if they had overdubbed Is him it? or you could hear him. That's all you need because it was it's like Yasami to Sam. Like he's he's a uh, mm. he's his language like darn tootin' varmint you know, that's kinda like yeah. over the top cartoon cowboy stuff. But he um he was injured at some point before this and after he shot the unicorn he's now dead. Um the wee the wee kid, the wee fat guy is shite at acting emotional with the cowboy death. It's terrible. Um then so then uh, yeah, then after all this happening and his sister dying, he then just walks home from the party. Um he clearly can't walk properly either, as we see in the next scene. He's like walking like he's shot himself. I don't really know what that if that's on purpose or if that's an acting choice from the wee dickhead or if it's just I don't really know. <laughs> He's clearly also walking down a road that's never been used in forever. The uh, you really, you really hate this wee boy, don't you? <laughs> no, I kid actors, man. See if they're, see if they're bad. I fucking hate them. Uh, so a car comes driving behind them, right? Uh, and this is this is actually in the in the trailer, and this is probably the best part because it's the unicorn has somehow survived being shot in the head with a magic gun, and he's driving the the truck, and he's got his two hooves on the on the steering wheel like he's still not moving he's still just a proper solid fiberglass thing and he uh he runs the wee kid down and it reminds me of the old cqi movies you know that it's like cut scene of the, the, the real person telling like a dummy like wearing the clothes and uh runs him down and then runs over him again and practical effects again is pretty good and the unicorn's smoking while he's driving I'm like <laughs> that's all right that's that that's kind of funny um, and then it reverses over him, yeah. which is just fucking savage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, and that's pretty much where it ends. We get one after credit scene, and the the mum, the prostitute mum, has turned up at the party. I don't really know why. I can't really remember what her line was. I don't know why she turned up. Um, it was something about how she knows not to touch anything because she learned it in her class that day. I don't remember them talking about the hooker stripper mum doing a course on being a homicide police detective, but they maybe did mention that. Oh, see, because I thought like maybe two polo shots had like paid for her to come and shag everybody at the party. <laughs> Again, being terrible writing because he would know that that's her mum. Uh, no, because it's not their house. No, no, because they went to somebody yeah, else's house, didn't it's they? Yeah, it's shots house. Yeah, so I've got no idea why she was there then. Yeah. Nonsense. And, and then we cut scene to the dog. The dog? Did you see that? What was that one? Yeah, so after the credits roll, so at the very end, there's like a, if you copy this movie, unlawful, blah, blah, blah. But at the very end it says, and the wrath of Duke. So I thought, that's quite cool. They've, they've changed that to do with the movie. Then it cuts to like a wee French bulldog called Otis. And it's just like him just breathing and it zooms into the wee name tag and then it goes away so I think it's just to let you know that by the way the dog's okay but it's like why have you even wrote that bit in what has that got to do with anything that's right aye because it was like that was the, the cancer dog I just I get why you're now letting us know he's alright but just don't have that in at all do you think they, just end it do you think they made the movie to try and get money for actually paying for his cancer dog treatment well for that is the case. I'll feel really fucking bad for see, laughing at this see, film the entire time. To be fair, they probably should have just used the money they spent on the movie on the dog. Mm-hmm. 
Um, also, I wish they just, uh, I wish they ended it just reversing over the wee boy. D- that would have been an excellent ending, and I would have been, I, I would have turned off Amazon and been quite. Do you know what? I've actually liked wee bits of that, especially the ending. They're dragging it on and trying to give the mum a different kind of side story, and that there was, was just it's such a it's such a misfire. There's really no need, and also because she goes up to the bedroom and the the girl who had sex with the unicorn gives birth alien style, like a, a wee like unicorn baby, <laughs> like ceramic half person baby thing pops out her belly. Like no need. No. Oh, Liam. <laughs> let's let's just start by saying I didn't pick this at all because I thought this is going to be good. I picked this. I thought this is going to be fucking ridiculous, and we're going to get good chat from it. Do you want so my final? Try to over with this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go for Do you it. Want my final summation. So the only person involved behind the scenes that was on the camera was the serial killer with the axe. Now, obviously, you've corrected me and said that the director was pizza guy. I've missed that. But um, so by that knowledge, they were all actors on purpose. It was written and filmed on purpose. That makes this even worse. That makes this truly awful. This was stupid, a stupid waste of time. I will never watch this again. I do not consider this a movie. I'm disappointed in Amazon for hosting it and I'm disappointed in you for picking it. I'll give it a zero <laughs> if it wasn't for the practical effects. So it's getting a half out of five. It's not even worth thinking up something funny for my ratings. Do not watch this. Nobody watch this. Pure pish. I will say, I will say after discussing it and laughing, actually uh, reminiscing at some of the fun parts in it, I'm going to change that half a star to a one star, but no more than one. <laughs> I gave it a two and a half. <laughs> a two and a half? A two and a half out of five, that's halfway. That's half marks, that's 50%. I know, fuck it, two. <laughs> you put it like that, it doesn't deserve that half. Two. It's... It, it's obvious. The poster for it looks cool. The title credits look like fucking Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares. So that was a misfire, again, right from the very start. The acting is pretty poor across the board. I think there's so many ways they could have done it better. Like I said, to be playing it straight, except the unicorn, I think it could have been funnier. But there are wee bits in it that I think if you were sitting, if if this was played at Fright Fest, it wouldn't have been up there for one of our favourites. But I think we'd still have sat there at the end. I think we'd still have enjoyed it, especially having a drink in us. We would have laughed at some of the the right nonsense and then maybe enjoyed how much you hate the wee boy or how much you hate the sister. I think there's scope there that this could have been done way better, but for a 67-minute hit on Amazon, daftness, ah, it's all right. I don't think it's that important. I think it. I wouldn't recommend them to go and watch it. I wouldn't be like, oh, you need to see it. You need to see it at least once. It's one of those things. If you've heard us talking about it and you think that sounds quite funny, go watch it. You're only wasting an hour. But I think I can't see it getting a really big cult following. I can't see it getting a cult crowd. I think it would always be a below three. I don't think MD's going to see anything in that. That we haven't. I'd agree. So yeah, two. 
two out of five just because you put it into ways that I now can't give it a point five. I think like if um, I think if it played at Fright Fest, I think it actually goes to show you how good the shape movies at Fright Fest actually are. Mm-hmm. How did I compare to Butt Boy for you? Butt Boy's an actual movie. Sky Cinema I picked up Butt Boy. <laughs> this this Caris Hell's an actual movie. If it, if it has a a runtime of any time and it is there's actors and there's producers and there's editing and it's a movie. It's, it's, so it's, this is an actual it's movie. It's on the quality of the 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 acting and the the writing, I think, and then then the cinematography. I think that's I think that makes the movie good acting, good writing, then good cinematography. Good cinematography can save a bad movie. Bad writing will never. Do you know what I mean like bad writing will always show up in the movie? I think. <laughs> so did Car- did Carousel fall flat on all three of those? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poor acting, poor writing, poor cinematography. Your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the wee boy getting run over, I think that that was great. That that's a star of itself. That one scene, even though you see it coming, I like that they done that. I like that. That's how they just thought this wee guy started it. We're going to end where the unicorn's all right, and it, the wee boy gets it. But it didn't make any sense. Like, like why? Why did he survive? None of the movie made sense. Why did he survive? Fucking unicorn. Yeah. Why did he survive getting shot with a rainbow gun? I don't know. I don't know, Scott. See, and why does he not look like the unicorn on the poster, which looks fucking badass? <laughs> it looks like a like a seventies rocking album cover. It looks really, really cool, and then. That's not what the killer was. And it really annoys me that they didn't change the horn for a dildo and really amp that sex scene up. Unlike Stick Doc, I think they could have went further with that. And it would maybe have got that 0.5. The 2.5. <laughs> maybe. I want to see my unicorns fuck things. Yeah. I don't want to just see them kill. If, if there's going to be a scene where you are being pumped by a unicorn, I want to see you being pumped by a unicorn. I think it's I think it's deserved, isn't it? The people deserve that. Yeah. Hopefully Carousel 2 comes out. Ugh. It's just all about Duke just running about with vibrators. Just going for it. That'd be a terrible film. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be awful. I don't even watch it. <laughs> Even <laughs> for a laugh, I even pick it for this. Yeah. So you you weren't impressed then. You weren't impressed with just the 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 awful pick. No, I was not impressed. Uh, so much so that I'm going to get you back next week or next next episode. Oh, this is going to just be a cycle then, because then I'm going to get you back. And there's so many, even just customers who watch this item also <laughs> watched. I, there was some awful shit at the bottom of that. Fucking list, I tell you. We can actually read something out. Our killer sofa, Spaghetti Man. I don't know what Spaghetti Man is, but I'm watching that in the next 10 minutes. Uh, Lamageddon, Five Headed Shark Attack, Sharktopus versus Werewolf, <laughs> Zombies, because it's obviously zoo animals that are zombies, and Giant Killer Ants, which we've seen at Fright Fest. Yeah. So there you go. Which is a masterpiece All in comparison. Full circle, oh my god, man. Ginger clown. <laughs> oh, right, good. I can't wait to see what you pick next week because I already have my next 10 lined up. Good. 
zombie pirates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, so have you been up to anything else apart from breaking limbs? Um, no, uh, been off work, uh, but not been sick. You think I would have a lot of time to do stuff, but I've not. I've just managed because it's all kind of in lockdown. I've managed to, you know, do housework, take Bailey a walk, and then nothing. Been watching, um, watched a couple of TV shows. We've watched for three quarters of the way through Your Honor, the one with Brian Cranston. I think we've kind of fell away from it slightly. I don't know if we'll finish it. Uh, it's not bad, but the characters, no, nobody's, everybody's <laughs> you're supposed to root for is is um, t- terrible people. They're doing bad things. Uh, we've also watched Flight Attendant with Kaylee Kyoko from mm-hmm. Big Bang Theory. Uh, finish that. That's eight, eight episodes long. That you need to kind of push through that. You could uh, when we finished it, we said you could probably have got away with that. I've been four really good information-filled episodes rather than eight kind of slogs, and it's a bit. It plays with like hallucinations and, and delusions and like mental health slightly. Um, it's got an interesting story, and it kind of does finish itself off. Kind of. All right, although they do fire a lot of stuff in the last episode that you think, how is that? How's that been the case throughout this whole? I mean, how, how did that person be doing this? You know, these kind of things, you're like, but, um, but it was all right, and that's kind of what we've done. I've been on, still watching a whole load of social medias, TikToks mainly, but I'm getting so fucking annoyed at all this some this shit that's out there. There's one that came up that was like, a a guy's like, you've been eating bananas your whole life. Like, fuck up no I haven't <laughs> I really haven't if you watch a chimpanzee it'll eat it from the bottom it'll open the banana from the bottom you've been eating bananas wrong I'm like how the fuck have I been eating bananas wrong I fucking break open the skin with my fucking fingers and I eat the middle bit with my fucking te- chew it with my teeth and swallow it with my gub what, what, how am I eating it right right is that a TikTok well what I just said isn't it a TikTok but the wee guy saying you've eaten bananas wrong is but I've no, seen the banana thing I've seen that other places I because Chimpanzees like open it for the bomb. Fair enough, but I right, because Lena sat in the kitchen two weeks ago and told me that I was opening the banana wrong, and I've had this complex about it because I'm like, there's no way I've been opening a banana wrong my entire life. That's what the wee handle is for, Aye. so you can pull it and pull the skin. You don't open it upside down. That is madness. But I was then convinced that maybe I have been doing this. It's and I was starting to worry about it. But if it's a fucking TikTok and that's where she's got it from. You can you can open them from the oh. bottom, but you you're more inclined to get like banana mush on your fingers. If you're an if you're a chimpanzee, you don't give a shit about that because you don't even wash your hands. But if you're a human and it opens with the top and you can eat the bit in the inside, how are you eating it wrong? Do you know what I mean like how how am I eating it wrong? I'd be like you're eating it wrong. Am I eating it? Yeah. Well then fuck off. I'm eating it right. I'm, I've ate it. I've chewed it. I've swallowed it. That's, that was the the whole purpose. That was the whole goal, and I've done it. Oh, it's so annoying that that's a that's a TikTok. I'm so, I, 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 I hate I, I hate TikTok. I can't stand. I can't believe you're actually signed up to it. I, I hate it. Oh no, I'm not signed up to I'm it. Too. No, I'm. I've, I'm, I'm, just I'm there's no too old for There's it. no paper trail of me being on there whatsoever. <laughs> it's just terrible. You know what? Every time shows me something, it's like lip syncing, but it's terrible lip syncing. They're all off by like half a second the, or a second. I don't know if it's a problem with the app, but don't do it. If, unless your lip syncing looks perfect don't do it it's just annoying the algorithm's actually pretty good and it will it will narrow down your for you page and give you stuff that you tend to watch like 
movie uh, TikToks you watch over, like let them run more than once. TikToks that you skip, it will get rid of them. So that it does kind of narrow it down, and you get the stuff. So I got a lot of people painting. I got a lot of acrylic painting. Like stuff, some of them like just kind of gave me a complex of how bad I actually am, or how much pra- practice I need to put in. Uh, I got a lot of cooking videos, which is pretty cool. So there's a, there is a lot of good stuff on it as well, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of like jokes and a lot of fun, there's a lot of fun stuff. But it's it's so weird because you can literally be looking at it, and like forty minutes can pass like that, and you're like, what the fuck have I just done? And then before you know it, it's like another twenty five minutes gone. You're like, shit, man, I need to start doing something productive. Yeah, I can. I can't handle it. Nah. I watch how, how many hours Lena wastes. Like, she's bottom grabs to do something. And, like, an hour later, I come out and she'll still be sitting on the stairs, body eating TikToks. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, man? Mm. I read the Matthew McConaughey book. I didn't read it. It was an audiobook because it's read by Matthew McConaughey and it was fucking excellent. Mm. Like, generally worth a read. If you like Matthew McConaughey, then his book is excellent. He's su- he just seems like such a guy that I just want to hang about with. I keep wanting to buy his... Uh, I keep wanting to buy his... He's got a version of Wild Turkey called Long Branch, uh, and his signature's on the bottle, like on the label. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I keep wanting to buy it. It's in Tesco. It's not it's super expensive. It's actually on club card price right now for 36 quid. Oh, you know, you're you're getting fear busted. <laughs> Uh, but I, I think I think he would be a critical guy. I was thinking that the other day we were watching uh, Me, You and Dupree, which mm-hmm. actually has a scene in it with, where uh, Owen Wilson and Matt Dillon uh, skateboard for first time in a long time and they, they injure themselves. <laughs> and I was kind of watching it with Lauren, just like she's looked at me, she was like, what? I was like, I was kind of expecting a wee kind of dig for this, for this scene. She's like... <laughs> No, you know, it's not even worth it. I was like, oh, very good. But uh, we're watching it. Thinking, <laughs> and I said, what you've upset yeah. that she doesn't want to make jokes about it. <laughs> we, were, we were watching I was thinking, like, I can never tell if Owen Wilson would be a good guy to hang around or or if he wouldn't be. But he, Matthew McConaughey, I can totally see like, hanging out in the pub with him. I think that'd be all right. Mm. He, just everything he talks about in his book and that, like, you can just tell you are actually a cool as fuck guy and you've just lucked out even when he's talking about doing like the chick flicks and stuff eh, it's like they were offering good money and nobody else was offering anything and I'm getting paid mega bucks to go do this so I did it until I didn't want to do that anymore and he did everything he talks about you're like actually you did you did just disappear and you wanted to do serious stuff the book the book's great if you like Matthew McConaughey I'd thoroughly recommend going and do it and do the audiobook so then you get him doing it all right, all right, all right, <laughs> and all that because it sounds way better. That I think that it's read by him rather than you actually reading it, trying to imagine how it sounds. Yeah, but what a book, man! Totally enjoyed it. I've not watched anything all on skate videos and videos and they explain how you managed to break a bone doing what you did because even while I was there and I watched it. I still don't know how you've broke anything at the top of your arm rather than the bottom. It's because I'm so fucking gnarly, man. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we'll see you guys uh, next week or in a few weeks for episode 132, which will be Scott's pick and obviously it's going to be a crack one. Right now, Amazon's sitting on Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. <laughs> I'm not saying you need to choose that. 
but just know that that is there. Oh, Amazon's a cesspool of fucking shite, man. It really is. <laughs> just next to it is also Killer Piñata, the night of the Weir Rooster, and Inhuman Witch, which is a sandwich with teeth. <laughs> So that that one's obviously going to get put on the short list. Oh, for fuck's sake. This is a whole subgenre, um, isn't it? This is a whole fucking subgenre. Following a radioactive accident in outer space, an astronaut is transformed into a sentient blob <laughs> of meat who devours everything and everyone in its path. How did it end up in a rolling? Because <laughs> definitely a fallen sandwich. It's not just a blob of meat. We're going to need to watch this to find out. <laughs> uh, so anyway we're back with episode 132 who knows what we'll pick then and then we'll be back with episode 133 which will be Inhuman Witch <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, take care and we'll see you guys soon see you later She did.